shit, you ready to start this fucking episode? Yeah, well, there's a few things we need to address because I didn't even get the chance to tell you before the episode. Okay, fucking uh, shit, but bro. We got some pissed off listeners. Ooh, okay. And people wrote in pissed off because the title of our last podcast. Yeah, Dana you, White you for sent me president. one thing. So, yeah, yeah. without listening to it, people saw the title and assumed we were supporting Dana White for what he did. <laughs> no, no. We, but it's like, that's, that's how you catch people, man. Listen to the fucking episode, and then you'll, you'll get a beat on things. Like, don't, it's literally judging a book by the cover. Bro, now we know, honestly, now we know how Kyrie feels. Like, everyone was judging him for putting that movie out, but no one even saw it. That's true, too. Honestly. I mean, that's a blended fucking take, but yeah. but I mean, not, not really, because people are assuming, based off our title, we were supporting domestic violence, where in whatsoever, we were not at all. But the difference between us and Kyrie Irving is that we knew what the fuck we were talking about, and when we put it out there, yo, like, the, the purpose of, of media today, right, and we'd be considered media, is to fucking have people listen to you. Like, you, you so Dana away for president, I'm sure people clicked on it and or told a friend who clicked on it, even if you didn't listen to it, I'm sure you told somebody else who listened to it. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't care how, how the word gets out there. Fucking, I don't care if we named the next one fucking some more provocative shit. You know what I mean? Well, people don't know is Nick does do the title of the podcast. So like, if you guys yeah, are like ever pissed off at a title, yeah. just blow his shit up. If you guys are mad about the titles, <laughs> just blow his shit up and start yelling at him. Not me. Because like, uh... hey, what he says, if it's, uh, I, <laughs> I think there's um, only been like four, but never mind. four times that I didn't name it. What'd you say? Mm. So there's only been like four times that I didn't name the podcast. Yeah, but besides that, they're usually, they come from you. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> Every podcast we get off, Hunter sends the same message. Yeah, that was pretty solid. Title question mark or pod title question mark question mark. It's always like that. Yeah, and you usually come back when like, you come back with some pretty good ones, but I guess the last one pissed everyone off. So, like, I, I don't even need to issue an apology because I've said it on Twitter openly with mm-hmm. not being under the social club name. I've already voiced my opinion about the whole Dana White situation on Twitter. So, I don't well, we really made, give a fuck what everyone has to say anymore. Yeah, and you know what? Just because we're fucking uncancelable, just like Dana White, you cannot cancel us because even though we get fucking sponsorships sent in, we, we still don't open it anyway. So you, you can't cancel someone who doesn't fucking depend on anything. So fuck off. And then uh, on top of that, uh, just to reiterate my take, Dana White did nothing wrong because in the country that he that's struck a, his wife and she, she struck him, neither of them did anything wrong. It was not illegal. They were in Mexico. They, if anything, fucking she's probably the one going to jail in Mexico because she smacked him. You know what I mean? So that's my take. He did nothing wrong. That, all right, that's not really my take, but by the law of fucking of Cabo San Lucas or whatever they were or wherever they were, fucking he did nothing wrong. Neither did she. So, um, I, I, I think I have to look that up. Domestic violence in Mexico. Well, I'm you got to think too, right but now. Mexico has states too. But so I don't my know. Fucking my wife like sucks. A federal law in Mexico that you can't strike your spouse, vice versa. You know what I mean? Like can't strike each other. I, I don't know, but I, I Googled domestic violence in Mexico, and it says, well, violence against women in Mexico rises to over 70%. Yikes. Is it punishable? Have you been there before? Mexico? Uh, yeah, six to four months in prison. Six months, up to four years in prison. 
is what you can get if you, I guess, you get arrested for domestic violence. Okay, okay. So, so. I know in Germany, you could have bought your way out of punishment. So I'm pretty sure that Mexico would be the same. Yeah, based on what I heard and watching um, movies, you usually could. <laughs> he said based on watching movies. Like you but ever dude, see that movie, uh, We Are the Millers? He was like, all right, listen. like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give me a head or y'all got to pay. Someone's got to pay me. Which one would you do? It fucking pay. Some Dana White. What do you mean? Dana, Dana White has like fucking a billion dollars. That's like a gazillion pesos. A billion? Yeah, it's got to be. Do the conversion rate, fucking a billion dollars to fucking whatever, you know, to peso. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. I don't worry. That's too I'm much math while I'm trying to record and shit, honestly. <laughs> too much Googling while we're trying to record on here. No, bro, it's too easy, bro. Our, our favorite guy, Kanye, got remarried. Our favorite. Yeah, I didn't really follow it other than I heard he got remarried and I told you about it. Yeah, but I looked into it. So he got he got remarried to a Yeezy designer yes. that looks like Kim K. Okay. already so like how okay. do you not to cut you, you off a billion u.s dollars yes. is a number that's so long it continues on to the next page in mexican pesos so that's a lot like he could probably so buy Daniel white is straight he could probably buy mexico with that i mean at least a state in mexico i guess again i've never been there so i don't even know how they get down nor do i have any really desire to go to mexico oh man yeah it's it's 50 no, it's less than that. It's less than a quarter to the dollar. Damn, you could be rich as fuck out there. Dude, that's how Poland was, dude. It was 25 cents on the dollar. Our first day out there, Spandit, shout out to Spandit. He's a fucking avid listener. He fucking, um, we drove to Poland. He had already been out there for like a month or two. He takes all of us to this hotel, right? To this like restaurant in this hotel. Fucking steak, shrimp, and drinks, appetizers, desserts, all this shit, right? Fucking Bill comes, he grabs it. I'm like, dude, you can't do that, man. It's all good, dude. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's like, no, no, no. I got this. This dude paid. It was like $80 American. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Bro, that's nuts you said because when I was going to go to Poland, mm-hmm. I was look, I was doing the conversions. I'm like, bro, I could low-key be rich as fuck out here. Like, yeah. What they, yeah, what they US were going to give me. Right? Yeah, what they were going to give me with how much it – yeah. And what I was going to be bringing, I could have been rich as fuck in Poland just – I would have been living lavish, but honestly, dude, I was kind of, I was kind of nervous too, because that's when that whole, yes, all that Russia shit popped off. And I'm like, bro, honestly, like, yeah, this is not, I don't know what's going to happen, nor do I want to be there to figure it out. So I was like, nah, Mm -hmm. and that's when I ended up going to Germany instead. And then, yeah, but Germany, Austria was expensive as fuck. Oh, hell, Germany is expensive. I know for sure. Bro, they got U.S. prices. Oh yeah, for sure. The Zelati is fucking um, less than fucking a quarter on the dollar. Look at it's that. like uh, what is it? Uh, one four point three cents. So yeah, so it's like fifteen cents on the dollar. Damn. So like hypothetically, if you were like an old head and you retired and you moved out to like one of those countries, you could be living lavish as fuck compared to here. Hell yeah, dude! I was getting Jordans and shit over there. You would think that they're set to like U.S. retail, but I think there must have been some kind of an issue because fucking we were getting like the bread elevens and shit over there, and I was getting them for like thirty five dollars. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I got the bloodline ones over there for like forty five American dollars. Bro, next time I get next time I go overseas, bro, what I'm I'm looking into that. Bringing the buying those, reselling them. Cause here, dude, the prices for shit, even dunks are ridiculous. Oh yeah, dunks are making a comeback. And I'm not even crazy about them. I was gonna get the chunky dunkies just off the strength of being from New England. Bro, it's so funny because like 
like when I'm at work, kids are like, oh, why don't you got Jordans, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, like, listen, I'm a mid, mid-20s white man. Like, all I need is some Vans and some Converse, and that's it. And then a workout, a couple workout sneakers. That's it. I don't need no Jordans or nothing. But yeah, right, right. I mean, I was on the Vans wave for a hot minute, but now fucking, uh, I got back into the Jordans dabbling oh, a little bit. Did recently. you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Had to. I and mean, I got I was... a fire deal on some nineteen ninety four Jordan ones because somebody on Marketplace didn't know what they were. First off, they spelled Jordan wrong. They did Jordan, and then they did fucking um, uh, Jordan basketball sneakers, and they just happened to come up and happened size. And I just think it's real. Some first off, the shape is different. Then they're like a yellowy fucking, like they're they're fucking like Google fucking vintage fucking uh, nineteen ninety four Jordan ones. I mean, to have some eighty four to eighty six Jordan ones would be super dope. But I mean, dude, they're going for like thirty grand, man. Bro, that's what I don't get. Like, what the fuck? How are you? How can you charge these prices for sneakers? Uh, yeah i mean the demand is up so i have these um i have a bunch of jordans because i haven't obviously my shoe size hasn't changed since like my sophomore year in high school right so fucking um i've just had shoes you know what i mean so the thing is is fucking um i i I keep my shit clean i keep shit um you know good so basically fucking i have a set of the um david letterman ones i'm pretty sure the david letterman ones they're all red with like a little i'm wearing them at the barber shop and i was gonna take um Angela's paint and I was gonna like paint on them and you know do some shit on there and then when I fucking I was like real quick let me just look and see what they're going for before I go ahead and paint these shoes and put acetone on them and shit dude it's like fucking I want to say they were 2100 or something that day or 1100 something ridiculous and then owner shop Bray was like yo why are you wearing those to work I'm like dude I, I wear these to do whatever like I've had these for like fucking years Bro, I remember. Oh, yeah, I wild. remember when you used to be in the basement customizing those AF ones. Dude, fucking! I used to buy the Starberry. Remember that the Stefan Marbury? Yes, ones? from from uh, they were Stephen. What Stephen Berry's right? Stephen Berry's. Yes, they were four dollars and ninety five cents. Buy like you know, I'd have twenty dollars. I think I was rich. I would buy fucking you know four pairs plus fucking a couple different like sets of paint or some shit and then yeah dude i would be down there just fucking practicing shit and then some of my shit was not that great and then i remember doing some cleats for you that were they were decent they were straight and then it just continued to evolve I man that's something that a lot of people that i do yeah on, yeah, yeah honestly even the cleats you did you did the um the social the joker club ones and then the social club ones with homer simpson on one and then and me and you are social club logos on the other damn shit those are fire yeah, they were dope, man. They went pretty hard. Everybody brought them up, man. It's fucking wild. That's like, like, a, like we'd be on the field and they're like, oh shit, these shits are fire. It's like, oh, appreciate you. Well, that's another thing you should be looking into, like trying to do custom. People pay top dollar for that kind of shit. Like, yeah, no. All you it, gotta do is just keep, like, keep obviously keep practicing, working different shit you want to try. But, dude, people, that's a big demand now. Everyone's trying to get custom cleats. No one gives a fuck but, about these regular basic ones anymore. You know what's wild about the shit too is like I was watching um, the dude that makes the custom thigh pads. You seen that? Yeah, or no? yeah, I seen those so, with the with the cut. The yeah, like you could pull whatever. Yeah. yeah, and basically all that is is it's fucking it's just foam that's cut on a fucking a laser machine, and then he just spray adhesives it to existing thigh pads, which is fucking mind blowing. But he patented it and shit, so now no one you can't just go do that. Cause I yeah. think you realize how simple it was, but then it's like, yo, you have the dude that makes all of like OBJ's cleats and shit like that. Dude, all he does, he goes on a cricket machine. He prints out a stencil right on the fucking, um, on the vinyl. He'll fucking heat the vinyl to the shoe. 
he'll fucking airbrush it, peel the vinyl off, and then he fucking he he clears everything, you know, whether he's like a matte finisher or a fucking gloss finisher, ships the cleats off. I'm like, bro, anyone could do that. What I'm doing, I'm literally fucking taking a pen, fucking drawing the shit in pen from my brain, then fucking taking a a, a you know a paintbrush and fucking doing it all in, then taking an airbrush and then t- like I'm I'm doing all this shit by hand. It's like, yo, I could really cut to the corner and just go ahead and even like if i were to take our social club logos i could print that out in layers on like procreate on my ipad yeah. and i could set down separate layers and each layer would be a, a different color and just keep layering it you know put down a stencil black put down a stencil the red put down a stencil for the blue put down a stencil for the white peel it is done and then it's absolutely perfect compared to me i i sent you the pictures and shit i drew that shit in pen you know what i mean it's crazy no, that's just yeah, that's just fire. Yeah, you're taking the hard way, like. Yeah, yeah, and it's like all I gotta do is buy a fucking cricket machine, dude, and just fucking start printing stencils, dude. No, trust me, if that's something you do, trust. I'm, I know people who are looking to get like cleats customized and shit for this coming season. So. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And that's the thing is, like, I'm making the transition out of the army. Like, I'm still gonna take this government position, so I'm not like some starving artist out here. But me and Hunter were just talking um, before we started. Well, I think we were recording, but before we started actually using the audio. Um, that, yeah, like there's a couple different things that I'm I'm gonna get into. One is partnering with our, our manager Gimpy. Um and we've got something that I'll announce. Um it's official, but the money hasn't been exchanged yet. So once we exchange the money, then I'll I'll make the announcement. And then the other thing was um, you know, this this gym space, man, starting to take these these skills of, you know, boxing and different types of workouts and shit and, and putting, you know, kids and adults and shit like that fucking through it. And and hopefully you know, um, not hopefully because I want Hunter's, you know, his his passions. I don't know if he's putting out here publicly, so I'll leave that out. But I want him to be able to pursue that. But, hey, if he needs some time off or whatever or he wants to come out to Colorado, man, train some people at altitude, you can hit up Hunter and fucking get trained out here if he fucking wants to come out. Even if he does a guest spot, you know, come fucking – come out for a couple weeks or a month or five or a year, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I told you, like I said before, listen, you, you pay for my flight. I'm out there. Oh, th- that's it. That's it. Our manager, Gimpy, if you pay for Hunter's flight, he'll come out here and he might even come out and help you manage the fucking, the restaurant. You know what I mean? You, you get him out here, you get the fucking, you get the hooks in, you show him around. We're going to show him a good time out here in Colorado. Then we fucking bait him in to go in and fucking either moving with me or moving with Gimby, fucking managing the restaurant and or training people at the gym. And, and who knows? Maybe we hire him as the fucking manager of the barbershop too, bro. Who knows? That sounds terrible. What do you mean, bro? That's just fucking all you got to do is <laughs> is collect the fucking collect the booth rent, bro. Fucking keep a couple people in line. Make sure Mike's not sitting in his chair and he actually has a client there. You can't get trade told him. You can't cut nobody's fucking hair if, you know, your ass is in your own chair. So fucking nobody else gonna be able to sit in it. He told him, but uh, shout out the Trey. He fucking he came out here fucking uh two weeks ago. It's pretty dope. But um, he, on another, he's, he's staying out there. He's staying out there. Nah, nah. He came out just for a long weekend, man. It was cool. Oh. I got to meet his homeboy Chris and shit, man. Shout out, fucking. You'd like him, man. Just fucking uh, Trey. I think they met in Hawaii, and then uh, he was stationed out here. Trey kept trying to put us together, but it was always like, bro, his boy would say it, and then I would say it, like. It's weird. We're not gonna be like, hey, you know Trey? I know Trey. Let's be friends. It's like that was like that shit is strange. But then after I met the dude, I was like, damn, like Trey's like, bro, there's a reason why you're my brother and you're my brother. Y'all motherfuckers need to get together and shit. Which is funny because he actually just texted. It's a small world, man. But long story short, if that thing doesn't 
doesn't come to fruition fast enough, bro, and you got some fucking downtime and you can get away from the school for a little bit, maybe on uh, spring break or something where you could, you know, take a break from your, your current position, come on out, man. Train some motherfuckers. Fucking, you know, man, manage some motherfucking people because I know Gimpy's stressing. Fucking, he hates managing people like that. And then, um, yeah, fucking, you know, come train some people at the gym and work the shop and work at the restaurant, bro. All right, so get my check yet. Yo, say less. Yo, Gimpy will pay for your ticket now. Cause here's the thing, um, anyone who knows Gimpy, he he doesn't have the finesse. It's like I've always said it. I believe his mother always said it. Like yo, you get more bees with honey than vinegar or fucking yo salt water, dude. And the thing is, is we have a good relationship because I could I understand where his shit talk comes from, but he can't treat regular em- employees like that. So he's always got a you know, change his approach. And I think that if he was allowed to maybe physically, I think things would go a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe we should do that. Like maybe you should be able to hit people that work for you. (laughs) (laughs) They have rushed. Well, there's like, you know, they have restaurants like that where the, like the waitresses just like talk shit to you and throw your food on the fucking table. I've seen those videos. Like what the, you ate there uh, before? Yes, yeah, fucking, uh, it's called Dick's, Dick, I think it's, like, yeah, Dick's Last Resort, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, dude, they put a fucking, um, it looks like a white condom on your head, and they they write some, like, hurtful messages on it, it's fucking hilarious. I'm surprised you even know what that looks like. A condom? (laughs) Yes. Wow, that's where we went, huh? Oh, boy. Anyway, anyway. (laughs) Is that a segue into some of our fucking, our viewer submissions? Yeah, because exactly, because they're pissed at us, so I figure we should answer some of their questions. I'm sitting here reading them, and... Yeah, uh, answer them and then go off on a fucking tangent, like, always. Oh, because this one... Here we go. The, this one I got today, after I posted a link. Are you straight? Okay. <laughs> no, okay. what are we? Nick, we're not straight. What are we? What's, uh... What's oh, the word? Sepiosexual. Yeah, so what is that? Explain that. We're, Explain yeah, okay. what that means. So... Hunter one day hit me up talking about, I can't even believe this is a fucking thing. And I looked at it and I'm paraphrasing right now. I'm, I'm, we don't fact check here on the social club podcast, um, but I'm pretty sure it was sapiosexual. And that means that you're attracted to someone's mind. Like you don't have, you don't give a fuck about any kind of physical attraction whatsoever. It's strictly like an intellect thing. And is that, yeah. is now is that, what's is that towards women and men or both like women um i'm a uh are you a straight sapiosexual or whatever it is will be the i'm a heterosapiosexual bro anyone who's claiming that like (laughs) you just you probably ran out of like you probably ran out of women like no one's hitting you up and you're like bro like what's a new what's something i could say i am so i could attract new women because i'm getting none right now and that's what they're ally shit that's the ally that's that male feminist shit Bro, you know? hell- it's like the new version, bro. Yeah, it's like dudes who are like dudes I've seen posting that. It's just like, bro, just write like I get no bitches. Like that's it. Just write that. Like, all right, Hunter, Hunter, it's twenty twenty three, and you're still calling women bitches. But okay, bro. Oh, <laughs> so here we go. All right, you're trying to get me, bro. And the thing is with these submissions, also, there's somebody oh, up here. Boy. Like, there's someone up here on some interesting stuff. Like, because I'll randomly oh. get them, and they'll be like. This one, for example, are you talking to anyone? Um, like qu- the questions like that, like yeah. So someone scheming. Thing, I, I'm sitting. I'm sitting at work. Yo, today, this one. Right? Yo, stop leaving me on red. Uh, 
who are your best girlfriends? Like, bro, what? Oh, boy. Well, um, go ahead. So I'm at work today, and I'm sitting there. I'm, like, looking out at the computers. You know, every time you scan your ID, it does, like, this background check on you and shit, and I'm looking at them. And uh, I said something. I, I think I was like, I, I'm done with Latin women, man. Fuck this. I'm going to get, like, a, a Nubian queen or something in a joking manner, right? And somebody goes, nah, fuck it. Just date your homeboy. Dude, I had no idea that this person listened to the podcast. And I fucking was crying laughing. I couldn't even believe it. Because it's just, that's something that you would say if I said that to you. And then for someone else that wasn't us to say it, it just shows how some of our listeners are just so tapped into like our slanguage, our references. And it just, bro, I was crying. And this person never mentioned to me that they ever listened to the podcast ever. Bro, that's and the move, man. just sent it. I'm like, bro. I'm like, that is, I, I had to be like, what did you just say? Like, date your homeboy. I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure me and Hunter are going to get sued for that. Like, we can't keep saying that because of the references we made. But that is fucking comedy that you brought that up because I was thinking it, but if I said it out loud, you guys would look at me like I was nuts. Bro, like, before, like, before you go using the term sapiosexual, like, date your homeboy first before you start yes. putting that out yes. there and posting it. Like, if that's where you have to resort to, just or date maybe, your homeboy. You're dude, done. Maybe that's dating, it. Just date him. No, no, no. But peep this, though. Maybe dating your homeboy is the ultimate sapiosexualisms. Hey, you might have a point. Yo, because think about it. No, no homo or pause or fucking uh, no Bruno, whatever fuck they're calling or saying these days. Hey, yo, all that. Imagine, dude, me and Trey are, like, aligned. If we dated, but we had no physical interest in each other, we just, you know, outsourced that part, dude, I, I'd make him my husband, bro. I'm not. I'm a sapiosexual. You know, that's that's my dog. Fuck it. I'll marry Trey. He's already married. I'm already, it's like, whatever. Who cares? But here's the thing. If it don't work out, date your homeboy, and then whatever. Who's to say that uh, one of our viewer submissions was, uh, Hunter and Nick in 2023, is there such thing as a monogamous relationship? Not if you're a sapiosexual. You know what? <laughs> now that we're on the topic, let's get into that. All right. Do you want to do like the the really big one? Because I, I've been bringing this one up. Yeah, you got it. Because I completely forgot we had those submissions. Like, yeah, yes, let's man. get into that right now. You, you want me to read it or you want to read it? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, because if you read it, people are going to get lost. Yeah, I don't They might All get right. They might just turn it off once you start. But go ahead. Fuck you. All right. So. We get a viewer submission, right? And it says, uh, it starts off with, um, can you please keep me anonymous, right? And then uh, here, here's the beginning. Uh, don't, don't quote me. All right, so it says, social club. I'm a 27-year-old female. I'm 5'1", 118 pounds. And I'd like to believe I'm exactly what most men would want in a woman. In brackets, she goes, yes, I have a fat butt and a flat stomach. And I'm down to get nasty for the right man. And then she goes, I, I'm I already out. <laughs> You're out, you said? That's like, you don't got to say that. But go go ahead. I'm okay, out. Okay, if, okay. I was reading, if this was a submission to me from a girl, I'm already out on this female. But go ahead. <gasps> okay, okay. She goes, I don't have any kids. I don't mind if the man has kids as long as he takes care of them. And at a minimum, lets me know if he's still, deal- still dealing with his kid's mom. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, and I also have a conversation. I'm taking the time away. <laughs> Stop, man. This is a fucking... She took the time to write this out, you fucking asshole. 
Oh, you're rude. Okay, now now that you said that, it just scrolled down to the bottom. Okay, hold on. Okay, so I'm taking the time away from my busy career to date, but I get nothing but bad advice from my girlfriends. I've noticed that the guys that try to make a sexual move on me on the first night are actually the good ones, dot, dot, dot. The guys who play gentlemen and wait till the second or third date to make any move have shocked me. And then she goes, how you ask? Let me explain. I've been on dates with six men in the past five months. The guys who wait to make any kind of move, three out of the six, all have a kink. Not a kink like a hair pull or maybe even spitting. No exclamation point. I'm talking like a kink in all caps. A shit kink, cucking, <laughs> cucking kink, rape kink, exclamation point. But the guys who grab my ass at the movie or try to slip in some tongue at the end of a first date, I curve them, but they seem pretty normal. I have no problem with a man grabbing my ass or kissing me any way that he wants, but the first date is kind of pushing it. To close all of that out, I have no luck dating whatsoever. I've curved the guys who are a little too forward, and I've blocked the guys who are OD weird. You guys are two normal men that are attractive and take care of business. Is it normal to act like these guys? <laughs> I've gone on dates with in 2023. Hashtag help me social club. Hashtag more ladies need social club. Then she sent a picture of herself. She blurred out her face and she blurred out what looks like a shoulder, like a collarbone tattoo and a thigh tattoo. And um, in your uh, single opinion, would you think that she is what she said in the first line? Um, let me pull this back up real quick to double check before I just start. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. But, you would say you'd say what exactly? Don't leave the, the listeners. You know, I would hang. say yeah. It, what she said in the beginning is true, but the if, flat if butt. For an, the flat, if you're looking, sorry, the flat stomach, fat butt part. Yeah, sure. But if you're looking for a monogamous, monogamous man, you shouldn't be going. I personally would not be. That's the first way you describe yourself before the college degree. You said I have a flat stomach and a fat ass before you even mentioned the college degree. If you're looking for Men, so not like the ones you're describing. Men like me, we're looking for something more than a body, than a flat ass, a fat stomach, you know? any of that. We're looking honestly for a guy who wants to be, who's going to be faithful and not none of this crazy shit she mentions, bro. Like I, guys I who beg, are on that kind of differ, level yo. or beyond that physical shit. Like, I, granted, we yes, that's what men are looking for, but we're looking for something like for a man at this point. It's like. A lot of questions I want to ask women is like, besides sex, what do you have to offer? How sapiosexual of you? No, I'm, I'm being a realist because this no, no, is the but, problem okay, she's but... running into with these guys. Because if you're putting your body out there and all this kind of stuff, that's how men are just going to look at you for that one reason, sexual reason. Okay, so yes and no, right? So here's where I disagree, right? Is that um, the statistic of this is that um, 90% of women with a degree are, I'm sorry, women with a degree, how the fuck did it go? Women with a degree are 90% more likely to be single, right? Women who are not educated are more likely to, to get and retain a man. Is that true? Yeah, no, yeah, as per like statistical, statistical. Well, I don't know, 85, 85% of statistics are made up. No, no, no. <laughs> this is from a book, um, uh, it's coming out, but I've, I've caught the parts that have been released. I can't think of the dude's name off the top of my head, but it's called um, Why You Deserve Nothing. Yeah. Okay. It's just an interesting you said, because I've been thinking about this a lot, because I just noticed with like 
with with women nowadays and just in the dating scene that I'm in, a lot mm. of the time it's just like only way I can get this guy is through sex and shit like that. But if you're looking for something serious and monogamous, like that's not you're not gonna find it through that way. Like if I want to, like when where's she meeting these guys? Like, do we need to get her on the podcast too? Because like. I think where you're meeting them is also a big issue. Like, it sounds like where is she meeting these guys at, you would think. So there, there's also a female listener that wants to come on. And there's all, also uh, a male listener who is, uh, he's, I guess, the like, let's keep it a, a, a appropriate here. He's, he's a homosexual man, but he also wants to come on. And they, they both reached out to me today to come on. And they don't even care. They both know each other. So they said they'll even come on the pod at the same time. I told them that the only part about that is that it's kind of difficult because, you know, me and you alone, we, we overspeak each other at times, especially me. So it's like imagine having, you know, another two people on here. Yeah, it um, gets crazy, especially without having any visuals. Right, right. And we could, we could break that down. I mean, and maybe have two segments, you know. That would be dope, though, segments. honestly. Yeah. Just and some they're, perspectives they're both, from the outside from like other communities we don't really even tap into like that like obviously we we know people who are gay like but like we haven't actually had them on the pod to actually open up and hear from their perspective yes but back uh, to your topic i'm glad you i'm so glad you're bringing this up because i like this is shit i've been thinking a lot of but yeah like where is she meeting these guys like for example like i never even told this story on the pod or really anyways but I had this realization a couple months, I think a couple months ago, I'm in Boston, I'm at a bar, we're up there drinking, blah, blah, blah. I'm just standing in this bar. I'm not even, I'm not hammered yet. I just got my drink, tequila on the rocks. Why am I drinking that? Because in prior episodes, I said, that's the last thing I should ever be drinking again. But anyways, I'm just in this bar. I'm just observing, looking around, you know, in Boston, people are going wild, blah, blah, blah. I'm with my drink. I take a sip out of it. I'm like, you know what? I turn to Chris. I poured my drink in his. I said, I'm all set. And I'm just looking. So I'm not drinking. I'm just observing the bar. And I'm like, you know what? Why the fuck am I here right now? Like any woman I want to talk, any woman I want to talk to or associate with with, is probably not going to be in a bar getting fucking wasted right now. Just for me where I'm at in in my age. Yeah. My father always told me when I was younger, if you meet her at a bar, you need to leave her at a bar. So it's like. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I, and we talked about this on the last episode too. Like I barely go out as it is. So like, I'm just, I'm just like standing there, dude, just fucking sober, just looking at everybody, watching how people are acting, the guys, the girls. And that shit was just so cringy to me. And I'm like, yo, like I said to Chris, I'm like, bro, like, he drove. So I'm like, yo, I'm trying to be out. It was like 1230, one o'clock. I'm like, yo, so I'll leave. But are you saying publicly right now to all of our listeners? that you took your drink and poured it into your driver's drink so your driver could drink more alcohol before driving? No, I didn't get to this point. He said, man, I'm hammered. I said, give me your keys. I'm driving back. I like One it. in the morning, I drove back from Boston to Connecticut. And <laughs> since then, I haven't gone out to no bars, haven't gone out to no clubs, or even really drank. Yo, I had one moment like that in my life, right? Um, this was way back, Thanksgiving Eve. I'm out with uh, Jason Woods. We're fucking at um, a club in Hart. And we're dancing, whatever. Like, these two girls that we went out with, we both knew, um, you know, from from Middletown and shit. And uh, we're kind of, like, in a friend group, but we're kind of, you know, being scumbags at the same time. And I 
I had a moment because this is before I even ever drank ever. Right. So you remember like, you know, that whole yeah. point in my life. So I'm like, I'm, I'm in the moment, like with the person that I was there with and shit. And like, you know, my, my dude's right next to me and I look around and then I just had a moment where like the music like muted and I look around and everything's in slow motion and I'm looking at all these people and I'm like, this is like how STDs spread. Like this is <laughs> like, none of this is, should be good for anyone because like these people are just sweating on each other. And it's like every little cute outfit that these women, cause I don't say bitch like, huh? Um, that every outfit that these bitches out there were wearing. No, uh, <laughs> no, but it, all jokes aside, it's like they had put time into this makeup and these like pre-Thanksgiving dresses and all this shit. And it's like their makeup's running, their hair's fucked up. Fucking, you know, when the lights turn on, everyone's gonna be like, ugh, at each other. The dudes too. I look at Jay Woods. He's got his arms in the air with like a fucking a drink in his left hand, and he's fucking like having the time of his life. But he's fucking sweating from both underarms down his back. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing right now? Like, uh, Jesus. Like, I just looked around. I'm like, oh, boy. Bro, I had, so uh, similar, RJ, similar to my ideas. experience. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so similar to right, mine. Right. And, like, yeah. just watching dudes go up to these girls, fiending over them. And I'm like, bro, this is definitely not me. And the crazy thing is, like, in college, bro, like, Saturday nights, I'll be getting after it. Dude, especially during the season, it's just crazy yeah, how I've been up just there. like that. Like X Pub and shit. They still have huh? the X Pub up there. They still have the X Pub in Springfield. Nah. Oh yeah, I used to go up with with Woods and these dudes to the X Pub. I remember unforgivable things happening up there, and I'm sure that these women who are doing these things and oh, it's my college years party. No, like that sounds so innocent when like a 30 year old woman that's my age now, you know, says I I partied in in college and got a little wild. No, no. If you were there, these women have kids and shit now. They're married. They're probably in professional settings and stuff. And Bruh. you were at the X pub taking off your clothes, and I can't say much more so we get demonetized. But yeah, like what the fuck, bro? Yo, I see that, and I'm like, I see now that people are out of college and going on to their careers. I'm like, yo, mm -hmm. like I remember you were doing this and that, and now you're giving advice. To yeah. now you're working as a professional giving people advice or educating people i've seen some wild shit from these from females males all that and now they're in professional settings you're right but the thing is like we can't judge like i said people will be like oh this hunt was wilding out back in college but it's like at some point there comes time where you got to grow the fuck up and some of these people like you were just talking about in professionals and they were wilding out at the X pub are still mm. doing that to this day and going to their professional right. jobs. It's like, bro, there comes a point where it's like, you're not a fucking kid anymore. There's yeah, you shit you got to get Terry. done. Hell yeah. Huh? yeah. You got to put it in reverse, Terry. That's what I'm saying. Like I would went dude, that night. I don't know. That was like the, probably the wildest shit, bro, where I'd never, it was just like one of those experiences. Where I was like, yeah, I'm, this is, this is just not for me. Like right. dudes are here. Like, <laughs> And I'm not so, the dude who's just going to go up to a random girl either and be like, hey, like, what's up? Like, no, I'm not doing shit like that. Because what the fuck do I look like? And that brings me to, like, um, I don't want to say too much because I know when she comes on, she wants to be anonymous, right? Yeah. But uh, I was having a conversation with one of the the female listeners that wants to come on, right? Uh, it's either today or yesterday. But anyways, the the conversation we're having is, like, how like value is a sign, right? Because I was, I was kind of reading the snippets from this book, right? And it's like how to 
men assign value to women or how do women assign value to men or whatever. If you're uh, a guy that's into guys, a dude that's like, whatever you're into, girl into girl, like how do you assign value to a potential partner, right? And then it's crazy because we got into this conversation and then, you know, another dude had joined in, um, the guy who had made the fucking, the, the reference to the date your homeboy. So yeah. he says fucking, it's like, he's like, yo, like, it's just different because if a guy, his quote was, and I'll quote him directly, if a guy fucks a lot of bitches, like, that's an accomplishment. If a girl fucks a lot of dudes, it's like, that takes away from Like, I wonder why that is, right? But then I, the girl says, she goes, well, you have to think about it. It does not matter what the girl looks like. It does not matter how much money she makes. It does not matter, uh, you know, what she drives. It doesn't matter fucking what she wears. It does like literally, it does not matter. A girl can fuck a guy today. I don't care if you have one leg, she said. I was like, huh, no offense to any of our listeners that may have one leg, you know, but, the, and I was like, yeah, I was like, she's like, but a guy has to work for it like some more than others but a guy has to be aware of what he's wearing a guy has to be aware of how, <clears throat> how his hair looks like a girl just throws shit up in a bun but a dude can't have some you know floby ass haircut a guy fucking has to smell a certain way you know say the right things has to uh be dominant in a way to where which is speaking for her own point of view but it's like where it's like all right the woman is like okay i see this person as a man that, that has value so a guy sees value in, in because it's set up differently. And then she's like, that's why I feel like, um, you know, women will have sex with a guy or cheat or do whatever from a completely different space than a dude. She's like, when I was younger and I lost my virginities because I felt pressured in my friend group to just get it out of the way so that I didn't have to think about it every day. So, cause it would come up, but guys will do it because it's like, you want to do it because it's like, you want to be the guy that did it or did it first or did with this person, like completely different way of viewing the same thing. And I was like, Oh shit. I was like, you got to get on like for real. And it's like, just the, the thing that she was saying, I was like, that's like real life shit, but that's the type of things that in the media, I feel like um, we, I don't want to say we, but I guess because we're part of the media we've established is like, we have a tendency to um, favor oppressed groups like women or not in our form of media, like, you know, not in this podcast, but it's like minority groups, whether it's LBGTQ, whether it's uh, uh, minorities, as far as, you know, race, uh, the different religions, like we, the media has a habit of like sticking up for people as if they can't for themselves. And she's like, you know, just from a woman's standpoint, like a lot of people will say shit like, Oh, we're pressured by the guys. And it's just like, no, I was pressured by my girlfriends. Like to, do these things and i was like oh shit i'm like that's nuts it's funny you say that because i yeah i remember similar things like that just being in high school like you were saying like mm-hmm. just and friend groups pressuring each other they all got their groups i remember girl like girls would be telling me this like i'll be like bro like yeah no you're right and you know from a female's perspective we only can speculate because obviously we're not right members. but like we can only guess what they're thinking i don't know what their perspective is on like us when they view a man who's had a bunch of sexual partners, I guess. Dude, like, that's what I was just about to say. That's what she said, view. bro. Her thing is she said that <sighs> she personally, that's, I think that's why she wants to remain anonymous too, um, but she's like, excuse me, me personally, and she's like, and I can speak for a lot of my friends, nobody, I got told this a long time ago, nobody wants a man that's not wanted, right? So it's like, 
that's why women are attracted to a guy who's married, right? Women are attracted to um, guys who have kids. You, you know, women are, as long as they're taking care of them, like our last, uh, you know, listener submitted. And it's like, you're attracted to some, you're basically the competition, I guess is a way of looking at, you're attracted to the competition of like getting a man who has value because a man who has a spouse, a man who has kids, like somebody found them um, to have enough value to have kids with, to have enough value to marry. And then you look at the person that they had kids with, you look at the person that they were married to or are married to, and then you take that person's status and it like you multiply it by three and that would give the man's value because the woman could have anyone. Like clearly she said that that's established. So if they chose you, there's a reason. And then it's like each time, you know, she's like, that's why, and this is why I want to keep her anonymous too. She was saying that it's attractive that you have kids. It's attractive that you take care of kids. It's attractive that, you know, you're, you're married regardless of, of the, the status of it. You're like, it, all of that are things that women, like and if you came in here talking about oh yeah you know i got this bitch and that bitch and whatever she's like i would still find that attractive mm-hmm. it, like because it just shows like all right cool like not like me and you think about damn like i don't want anyone to know if i'm outside you know what i mean like that sounds bad yeah but she's like no like if you're in like a workplace or in a friends group and you're talking about your your uh, sexual conquests as a man it's it for whatever reasons like said subconsciously it just makes you like I, I need to, to go ahead and fucking grab this guy. You know what I mean? And I don't know what happens after that. If that's the whole, you know, that 60, 40 thing that women talk about where they'll take the 60% and try to change the 40% and make you, you know, better. What I, I don't know that part. That's why I said, damn, we got to have you on the fucking podcast. Oh, for sure. And like, funny you bring that up, dude. Cause my dad used to always be like, dude, a woman could walk in seven 11 and, and get laid. Like dudes, we can't, we walk in trying to have sex. We'll get arrested, bro. Right, right. So, yeah, a woman is completely in charge of, of any um, there, there's like some mechanical abuse. wiring yeah. wrong with men's brains because, bro, think about these girls on OnlyFans making millions of dollars. Like, dudes are just straight up fiend out. And it, the crazy part is, bro, they're fiend out for all ages, dude. And it's like, yeah. I just can't, like, I can't believe, like, there's and there's a lot of dudes out there like that, which is crazy, bro. So, if we look at the dude, if you just went through OnlyFans and just scrolled and scrolled how much these girls are getting paid, there's probably so many girls making a living off of that. Like, yeah, and then you think about how many men are subscribing, and dude, it's fucking right. insane to me. And what's also wild about the whole thing is like, um, you know, this is a conversation that I had had too, where it's like uh, a guy, like, so this, the the person who submitted the last question, this is a conversation that her and I had in the past when she told me she listened to the podcast, right? She's saying that, the, and then she kind of touched on it. Guys like me and you, I'm not going to say it. She said it. Attractive guys that take care of their business and fucking, you know, just seem normal, right? So you think about it. How many of us are there? We know a bunch of dudes who are weirdos, thirsty, fucking, uh, you know, have the athleticism of a fucking jar of fucking peanut butter, like shit like that. And it's like, then you th- you take us, we, we don't have, like, these social tics. We don't mind being in any environment. We can talk to people. We're fucking, like, we have the, the personality of a fucking city mayor, right? And then you think about it for women. Think about how many, if you just go to an explore page on anyone in the world's Instagram, right? Think about how many women are on there that dudes are going fucking bananas about, right? They don't even know anything about They don't know shit, right? And then you, you compare that, all the dudes under those pictures and shit, hundreds of thousands of dudes. 
maybe millions per day. And then you, you compare that. So really like, and this goes back to even that book that uh, I'm going to get one. Like men of value are so much more scarce than um, women that men want. If that makes sense. I know it's funny, dude. Cause like, think if you hit your Instagram discovery page, bro, what is it full of straight ass and everything for, for some reason, like our Instagram page for the social club, like literally all I do is post and I follow, I think we fall maybe 26 accounts and it's either mm-hmm. in regards to podcasting or people we know, but for some reason, the algorithm, Instagram knows what they're doing. Your right. algorithm on your discovery page is all women ass and all this shit. It's like that on TikTok too. They mm-hmm. were TikTok got fucked over for, you know, doing that with, with underage girls too. So it's like these right. media accounts know what they're doing. It's, it's, it's a- insane. And the thing is, it's like, so now we're in a, a day and age <clears throat> where we know it not to be true, but the perception shows it to be true that the more followers you have is um, like followers don't equal dollars, right? But mm-hmm. we, we know that from our podcast, we know that from submissions we get, we know that from interactions we have with, with people, right? But then it's like, you take somebody like, like Lola's shit, she has what, 160,000 followers or whatever. And the thing is, is there's times because she she would give my address here where I go to the mailbox and there's just free shit in there. Yeah. Sweatshirts, clothes, fucking shit, whatever. Just sunglasses, lots of just, yeah, shout this out because people are stuck in this, like the influencer stage. And it's fine because the, the new business venture I go on, I'm definitely going to tap into that because even though I don't agree with it, it there's some truth to it. Not You're going to be out there with your dick out. You're yeah, gonna be out there with your like, dick out on Instagram. Wait, what? No. What? Am I got my dick out? What the fuck? That's what I'm Anyways. talking about. I'm talking about these women or getting shit just based off posting their bodies is what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, I was gonna say dick out. I'm like, what the fuck? And you said I'm gonna uh, go do the same shit. So that's why I was like, yo, okay. But but it's funny because then um I had a discussion with with the the female listener who wants to be on the podcast. This was literally today. Um, and she said that the female thirst trap, right, is like the girl who's you know half dressed and shit, right? The guys are not necessarily attracted to the woman who woman who's going to be on there with her child or multiple kids, right? That that automatically will disqualify her in a lot of guys' minds, right? But a guy, a guy who fucking has pictures with his kids or is showing to be like a good dad or a good uncle or whatever, that's the the male version of a thirst trap. It is. That's what she said. Oh fuck! Because she went I... on my Facebook and seen. Um, you know, like me, women are into that. She said, "Being in a Spider-Man costume to surprise my kids, or just my my regular interactions with them and stuff, you you can't." She's like, "It's it's something that you can't." So again, going back to um, assigning value to a man based off of being wanted, right? So it doesn't always have to be wanted in a relationship, right? If I'm gonna really dissect what she said, my kids love being around me. My kids, we have a great time. Like you can look at. You you can't you look in the pictures and, and videos and shit and there you're not like oh this is a forced fall yeah like you make, these are like real time like action shots of us doing shit and I didn't think about it like that but when she said it I was like wow I was like I made me feel like I need to like limit the posts I make because I'm doing it like I'm thinking a man thirst trap is me with no fucking shirt on fucking you know walking up the beach or some bullshit like that or, <laughs> or catching a football that's the the people care your body looks like or how you catch a football or other dudes yeah probably other dudes like for the most like, part other dudes i mean um, 
your soul Bubba, right? That you had on. How yeah. many of his followers are women? I don't know. See, but no, you're I right. Mean, most of the most most of his engagement interaction are probably from males, correct? And then you think about this. If you were to take your nephews, right? You come up here, you take them out to a park and they're having a great time throwing the football with you and you know all this shit. Or even if you have a picture of like uh, you with my dogs and you're like, yeah. So the dogs fucking like Hunter. The kids like Hunter. Fucking shit. Like, you know, this fucking guy has value. Holy fuck. Yeah, he's not married or whatever. He's a great uncle and he's a fucking dog lover. And it's like, we never thought about it like that. But dude, that's the male thirst trap, bro. Dude, I'm, I'm, my thing is fuck all that, bro. I, like, I don't give a fuck You're about sexual. that. You're a sexual. Yeah, I think we've, I think we, I've somehow, that's what we just, we uncovered on this episode. Like, Yo, it's crazy how you sent me this that, that screenshot. I said, can you believe this fucking shit? And then we've literally determined that. But here's the thing is, though. I wasn't – I didn't even know what that was. Like, I was just <laughs> unconsciously – that's my way of thinking just based on my past and things I've d- dealt with and different kinds of women. And not that it's been a lot, but I'm just saying, like, I've had some interesting experiences. And my big thing for – she was talking about, like, dating and shit, just to backtrack to kind of her question, like, dude, a big thing – a big problem, a big red flag I see with women is like they want a man because they need something from him. They need something that they're missing. Like I've, yeah, I can see that. I'm trying I know to, where you're going. I'm trying to I, word this, but I'll try to. Yeah, but like, tread I've been in relationships lightly. where it's like I've known girls, and it was kind of like you have to fill that void as a I don't ha- I don't have a dad like I as like a father figure void or this void or so I had to fig- fill some void some way somehow and shit like that doesn't work because dude if you can't like if you can't do shit for yourself like right. shit, shit it's not going to work out like eventually that relationship the dude or the dude's going to get fed the fuck up and and bounce like realistically like you have to be okay with yourself before you bring someone else into a relationship like but you shouldn't need are... nothing from nobody Guys are also stupid too, though, because there's a lot of dudes who they want that person, like that that woman in their life, to be fucking dumb as shit or not capable, right? So to control can, her, yeah. But, but yeah, so but basically because they don't feel or see their own value. Okay, so let's remove me and you from this. We've already determined that we have like the city mayor personalities, right? But let's just everyone listening, close your eyes and think of somebody who I don't want to say is like subpar. But think about a dude who's just regular, right? He doesn't really like big crowds, doesn't really fucking play sports and shit, doesn't fucking, you know, hit the gym or nothing, you know. He's, he's all right. He's just a regular dude, right? He drives a fucking uh, Toyota Corolla or something. He's just standard, normal, basic dude, right? Nothing wrong with it, but nothing spectacular, right? And then you think, right, he's not getting his doors beaten down every day with, like, <clears throat> not saying, you know, like, you know, like your dad said that we could fucking just walk into 7-Eleven and fucking get laid, but damn near close, not even talking any shit. This is real realistic stuff because we all know that fucking, what, 90 plus percent of dudes are uncomfortable talking to women. I, I'm not. I, I I don't care. Like, because I'm not afraid of rejection or things like that. Same with Hunter. The whole point of, of, of it is that that's our personality. But a dude who doesn't, he gets in a relationship with somebody who's quote unquote out of his league, then you got to think, He's going to try to do whatever he can to retain her because when they're out in public, she's not going to be like, you had to wear the fucking gray sweatpants today, really? No, she's not going to say that then. They're going to get out of the Corolla and fucking – they're going to go about their day, right? And Dudes are going to be looking at his girl, but women are not going to be looking at him. So he's automatically going to magnify that and be like, how do I assign value to myself? 
okay, let me take away value from her. And you can't tell me that that's not so common. <clears throat> Bro, if you could find me an average dude with a bad chick, I'll be waiting for it. An okay, average dude with average money with a bad chick, and he's just he's just ugly the way you described him. No, I didn't say ugly. I'm not even saying like like a like just a regular dude, right? So a nine I, to five worker. But I'm a nine to five. Well, I got. But I'm but I'm not even saying that. it's just like a dude who just doesn't walk into a room and then like completely take charge of that room. How yeah. me and you could walk into a room full of black people, room full of white people, room full of rich people, room full of poor people, white trash people, fucking. You name it, insert fucking demo here. We walk in and we're not like, oh, who's the uh, who's the the big guy in this group? We walk in and, and like we're the big guy in the group. No, not even talking any shit. It's just how we are raised, the way we set up. We come from fucking multiple brothers, so we're competing with each other forever. And it's like, oh, it just becomes natural to be malleable and, and to take charge of situations. But there's so many dudes who aren't like that. Prime example, a dude came through the gate today that I know, and I was like what the fuck i'm like what's up and he's like ah, what's going on i'm like i'm like this is the dude's wife like what the fuck i'm like i salute dude like yeah Jesus. i see i see i see what you're saying it's interesting and just to backtrack what you said about i'm definitely not going to go up to a random female and just force conversation like it's going to be happening through natural – you just be somewhere and end up having this conversation with this female or something like that. I'm not going to be that random guy who walks up, hey, I uh, just noticed you from over there. You look good, like some shit right. like that. That, that ain't happening. But that's normal basic guy shit. But if you're the guy in the room that not even you – know, I, I don't want this to come across as if I'm talking <laughs> shit, right? But it's like yo, you take but, – but dead ass. Okay, let's use like Trey. Trey used to be short and fat. Mike. Mike has a dad bod that he had before he was a dad, right? Gimpy, Gimpy is is not an attractive guy by any like standards of GQ, but the personality that that these guys, well, you know, Trey's all in shape and shit now, so I'll give him a pass. But okay, let's use it. So, like, yo, they have a personality where they can come in. I always said this shit to Gimpy. I say, bro, you have motherfucking the game. Like, you spit fucking pure liquid gold and fire when you talk to women to anyone, anyway, business transactions, all that. Like, you just have the ability. I was like, damn, you just don't got the six-pack to back it, but Jesus. And I've said this for 15 years. So it's like, yo, I'm not saying that you have to be all these things, but I'm saying, like, the guys that I named, they aren't regular dudes to me. Like, they're they're guys of value. And it doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be fucking uh, looks. It doesn't have to be none of that shit. It's just like, yo, there's a way that certain people carry themselves where when they enter an environment, it's hard to gravitate towards them and yeah. what they're doing and see what's up you know what i mean but the big so problem like, people have is just for forcing shit forcing right a vibe no just don't even force that shit if it's like that shit's gonna come naturally just act regular act yourself and that shit's gonna come naturally bro there's just been like so many environments i've been in and you just get in somehow you get in random conversation with people and it's not even have to be on some oh i'm trying to max type shit just simple regular conversation just happens like you know and not even to talk any like wild shit right and and i know that it sounds like maybe that's what we're doing to some people but go fuck yourself because it's not what we're doing but there there's been a bunch of times in my life where i've been in situations where i'm in a group of guys right and they're like you know hey you see her over there like jesus like that'd be crazy and then you know you fast forward a certain amount of time and like 
I'm having dealings with this person or I'm in a relationship with this person or whatever. And it's just like, I didn't set out to do that, but it just so happened to be that like, no one took initiative. I didn't want to take initiative because that's some weirdo shit, but it's like, you just, I think certain things magnet, like that, like a magnet, certain things will fucking attract to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, if you're someone of value in a room with someone else in value in a room, it's just somehow fucking you lock in for, I don't know. It's weird. And it all ties back to her question. It's just like, yeah, don't man. force it. It's like, I don't know where she's meeting these guys. I don't know if it's online dating or whatever, but it's like, yeah, just don't force Like that shit's going to, you just got to be patient, patient. And that shit's just going to come naturally. Somehow you could be in the supermarket fucking, that's probably the best spot, honestly, <laughs> but that's free game right there. But honestly, it just, it's just going to happen. Don't force it with the fucking dating apps and all that bullshit. Like, yeah, you would probably meet someone cool on the dating apps, but don't put all your stock in that where you're in public now doing regular shit and you can't even interact with people because all your interactions through fucking Tinder and Hinge or some shit like that. Like, you got to get out, interact with people. No, agreed, man. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things, dude. It, it's just fucking... I would just let it flow because as we've already made super clear, like any woman, any day of the week can get a man right without trying. So it's like, don't try, like just go about your daily life. And it's like, yeah, okay. You're probably not going to meet anybody if you're fucking home every night, you know, eating fucking Ben and Jerry's and, you know, chilling, but also do that. You know, like whatever, like you just, like, you gotta let things happen organically. Bro. And like, the thing is like, where you're gonna meet someone is environments that that you enjoy similar shit. So you like going to the gym. Like even Bubba and his girl came on. They both go to the gym. They don't go out, but they met at the gym because that's their that's their social life is the gym. Going there. There's mm -hmm. people there. That's their social life. If you work out, so gym, you find someone at the gym, you like going to art galleries, museums, shit like that. There's gonna be mm -hmm. people there sharing the same interests you have a lot better than going to the forcing yourself to go to a club that you can't fucking stand and being around people and you fucking hate being well, around a crowd of people. Unless that's your thing. If you like, yeah, fucking, if that's your you thing, know, taking go a handful ahead. of pills and getting wrecked, you're going to find someone that wants to take a handful of pills with you and get wrecked and fucking sweat all over each other. Be happy. I don't care if you guys go to the club to your fucking 90 years old. I don't that's recommend it. it, but you're the ecosystem you create is the, the type of person you're going to find in that. And I think a big thing, I think a lot of times, like you were saying, if you want to sit home, it made me think and just eat a thing, a tub of Ben and Jerry's. I think a lot of the problem and why people are in relationships and unhappy in relationships is a lot of the times is, bro, people don't feel comfortable being alone. Like they can't, they feel like they have to, oh, I need to have somebody. I need that. I need the need a boyfriend. I need a girlfriend. Like, no, the fuck you don't like people got to start being comfortable, being alone, finding shit to do like on their, like, on their own, bro. I just don't get it. Like, so like, it's that, hard to get. Yeah, it's hard because some people have that fear, but it's like, bro, you need to find things that comfort you and things you enjoy doing, hobbies and shit. Like, me, like, bro, like, for example, like, I'll, like, some shit I do, bro. I wake up a couple times, like, fucking, when I go to the gym, bro, I'm waking up at 5 20 in the morning, hitting the mm -hmm. gym. And it's like, dude, during that time, I'm by myself. Nobody's up yet. Nobody's texting me. No one's bothering me because everybody's sleeping. That time in the morning, I have from 5. 20 when I wake up to when I go to work is all my alone time were just fucking peaceful with no one bothering me. And before my fucking day starts, I've already been up four or five hours already. And the mm -hmm. shit I had to do get done is done. 
and and it's like I'm the opposite of that where I like to get things done when shit settled. But the difference is, is like you like I, I have you know I have my kids and shit. So the thing is, is like once yeah, I get them for sure. squared away, then that that's my time to get shit done that I need to get done. Fucking you know, take care of odds and ends and shit. But also, I think too, fucking um, from Kegwin. So how old are you in Kegwin? 11, 12? Yeah, sixth grade. Yeah, so eleven. Sixth probably. grade, like eleven, right? To twenty seven. From eleven to twenty seven, I was not single a day in my life. Mm-hmm. So, it, so that that goes back to that that whole thing. So, again. This is me going back to the shit where I'm telling you me and Hunter are all perfect and shit. No, we're not. So especially I can speak to my not part at home. because because yeah, from eleven to twenty seven, give or take, that's how bad it is. Um, I was not single, right? Now was I with the same person? No. Everybody that I was with overlapped at some point because I don't know whether it was maybe I'm just in denial. Maybe it really was that that I fucking didn't want to be alone, right? So I never wanted to be the that you know whatever didn't always have something whatever the fuck and so it's like I always had a girlfriend from eleven to like twenty seven right and then there came a time where okay <clears throat> I'm separated everything's been falling apart I'm living in the trap house with Trey so I can either continue to go out do dumb shit fucking talk to girls or whatever that's that's easy right I I can do that no problem a lot of dudes can't so I would assign value to myself based off of what I was able to do in like the dating scene. Right. So when I fucking remove that and I focus, all right, I'm going to work. When you get our work, I'm going to have another whole side hustle that I'm doing. I'm also going to fucking be in the gym. I'm going to like do things that basically centered me. So now I'm completely independent. And I know that sounds so Beyonce of me and fucking sapiosexual, but honestly, I don't need anything from anybody, right? I fucking get up. I fucking, my kids are good. I take care of that. I got dogs, take care of that. House is good. I take care of that. Fucking my car, the shop, fucking, you know, I'm taking on other things. Like, I don't need anything. So the thing that I've realized is, you know, when making things work with Lola or making things work with someone else that I'm dating or whatever, they get frustrated because they're like, what can I do for you? Like, where is my role in this? And my thing is I'm so, the pendulum has swung completely in the opposite direction from always wanting to assign value to myself based off of who I was dealing with. Now to, I can do all the shit by myself. If you want to add to, great. If you don't want to add to, great. I don't need you to. So it's like, and nobody likes not feeling like they have that place. So I need to find balance in that. But like Hunter's saying, Hunter right now, he's wanted hunter could be in a fucking relationship right so yeah. and, and women know that you know i said like nobody wants a guy who's not wanted right so he's like the exception to the rule in in same where it's like we're accomplishing everything that we want to get done and do and take care of other lives and stuff in my in my situation where and then hunter too hunter wears a fucking a, a big set of fucking shoes you know since since you know my stepdad his dad passed away so it's like he's taking care of other people too and it's like these things are you don't need to feel good by being with someone or pursuing being with somebody to assign value to yourself. Like you should be whole by yourself. Like, I don't think a relationship is 50, 50, 75, 25, a relationship should be like two hundreds. So until you're a hundred, don't even look for a fucking relationship. You know what I mean? Like that, that's my point.
Bro, and like similar to what you were just saying, like for me too, it was like obviously I didn't just become comfortable being alone overnight, right? Through high mm-hmm. school, I was in a relationship. High, uh, senior year of high school to like sophomore year of college, I was in a three year relationship. You know, just in college, it's like fucking every corner you turn, there's a, there's a fucking girl. So it's like from like really high school to college, it was like I was always in some type of relationship, whether it was dating, hanging out or something like that. And bro, right. once I got out of college and shit and, you know, I went all the way across the country to Idaho, it was like, bro, like this is I said, like I was telling dudes out there, too, about it. I'm like, yo, honestly, this is the first time in my life where I'm not worried about I have no one blowing up my phone about some mm-hmm. shit no, like girl wise no one i'm not in a relationship i have no one to answer to only people i have to check in with is like my parents and shit i have literally no one to answer to no one to check in with nothing and i'm like right. bro this is like the best feeling ever and like once i got comfortable with that feeling like of being alone doing my own shit bro so much things open because it's like i have so much like time now to just better myself and do shit like bro like for example, bro, when I'm not doing shit, like I'm on my phone, like bro, reading shit, researching shit, reading books. And I just became like, so like, I'm trying to think like, oh, the word I'm looking at you is, but I just became just like, so curious about shit, always researching shit, looking shit up, just bettering like my knowledge about life and the world and shit like that. Like that's yeah, for sure. That's where that led me to where I'm just like, so curious about shit. And like, that's why you know, you touched on a little bit, like, that's why I'm trying to go back to school because I know like my purpose was so much more. I, now that I realize, like I have so much more to offer to this world and people than just mm-hmm. being a football player. And that's why like, I'm trying to go back to school, pursue that psychology degree and shit like that. I didn't even think I was going to say that on the pod until I didn't think you were was official until everything was official, but now nah, fuck it. I'm gonna put it in the universe. Like that's it. It's like, bro, I just realized like, somehow some way like through all dumbass shit that's happened through football and everything it's like i realize there's so much more of me that i have to offer to people in this world and you know everything out there that's gonna impact a lot more people than what would happen through football you know what i'm saying right and it's like in in football has so many other byproducts that come with it when it's like obviously you're in shape it makes you uh you know attractive in that that sense you you have um you know motivation you have discipline you have all these different things that make you um you know have this value we've been talking about and then with that obviously comes the the, i'll be completely blunt like it comes women that want to deal with you so then it's like you're you're doing that and then now your boys are looking at it like damn like Yo, Hunter's over here sending it. Nick's over here sending it. Like they're killing it, and it's like then that that provides more. Like in a social group of guys, we don't care so much about likes on like social media as we do the fucking thumbs up from our homeboys. And sometimes yeah. those thumbs up, whether on social media or in your friends group, or or not even. I can't even say that a lot of the people we had around were friends. A lot of them were like like latch on and, and different things like that to get their own value and like leech off of the value that you've created and it's like there's nothing wrong with that it's just the way the fucking world works but it's like the, all the byproducts that come with something so good as playing football like the byproducts are putting your education in on, on the backseat you're in school to play football really you know what i mean and then yeah you're also you know with that you you your other free time if you're not in the gym and whatever then you're with this girl or that girl or partying or doing whatever and it's like 
you're all of that is getting supported by you thinking that's the way that it goes because you know women want you you're killing it on the field all the guys around you are giving you those fucking you know physical social media fucking thumbs up and hearts and shit and it's like this big revolving door of of being almost full of yourself but in all like negative and toxic ways it becomes a fucking bundle and i could say the same shit about myself fucking you know i, I was boxing and fucking uh, had this girl who was like you know super bad and this other one's super bad and the guys that couldn't do that because i could do it and then you know more fighting and then the club shit and motorcycles and tattoos and all this and it like made this big fucking giant snowball similar to yours with with football in school it, and it's like you're creating this false ecosystem that's providing not real value you know what i mean and, and exactly. it's so easy to people with the personality like me and you because it doesn't fucking matter what it is. If you drop us in this situation, you know, we're going to go into the fucking, what did P. Diddy say? I'm going to go into the jungle fucking with nothing. And I'm going to come out wearing a lion pelt and be fucking 30 pounds heavier. It's like, that's only certain people have that, that personality, man. And it's like, I, I touched on it like me and you and, and Mike and Trey and Gimpy. It's like, if we direct any energy into the wrong thing, it spirals out of control fucking fast. And And, and I think women have that same type of like, like polarity where you're a woman, like you're fucking wanted automatically at birth. So it's like, if you put any energy into the wrong place, that shit could spiral out of control fast. And you won't even know it because you're being socially supported by social media, friends, fucking society, all that shit. And then next thing you know, you start to lose some of that value because you're, you know, in your forties or whatever the fuck. And you're, you're like, damn, like I'm not, what i was for you know xyz reason and now you're fucked so it's like the more time you spend in a negative place i feel like it's fucking quadrupled for women and fucking you know doubled for most men and you know the only reason we could talk about the things we're talking sharing this information is because you know we've been through those dark times and shit like that mm -hmm. that we had to overcome and come out on top and realize and see this kind of shit and I think a lot of the problem is there's these motivational influencers and all this shit, other podcasts talking, bro. The reality of these people, bro, in life, they started on third base. They had this yeah, rich family yeah. and they fell into wealth and fame and shit like that. But they're going to sit out there and fucking talk about life and real life experiences, bro. And they didn't live that shit. And you got people sitting there listening to them, believing everything you're saying. No, don't believe this motherfucker because... Bro, his, his parents are millionaires. They're already famous yeah. and shit like that. Like, when we're is, talking, is, like, we're talking from, like, real shit. Like, we didn't make it yet. I was about to text you today. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just thinking about, like, <laughs> I was going to text you about, yo, I'm just sitting here thinking about, like, what I'm going to do when we become famous. Just jokingly. But it's like, <laughs> bro, it's like, we haven't even become, we haven't even came there yet. So the shit we're talking about is raw and authentic. We're not talking from fucking this privileged standpoint either. No, a hundred percent. And the thing is too, is like, you know how you say the people who are giving you this like influence where it's like, you know, um, do only what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Well, some motherfuckers got to work. Right. Yep. And it just is what the fuck it is. And in those people. Yeah. If you're everyone else putting in an eight hour day, you do an eight hour day of a job you fucking hate. So what get out of the fucking job that you hate and then go do what you love because there's 24 fucking hours. You know what I mean? Like how many times have, have, successful people sacrifice fucking you know their sleep or their fucking uh you know time to chill and then eat ben and jerry's or be out at the club and, and sacrifice the shit to fucking make something happen and then just to add on to your other thing is like if we really wanted to fucking to really kill it with the fucking um 
you know, the, the numbers and the followers and all this bullshit. I think that that's a big reason why our social media doesn't reflect our actual streams because it's like, we're not leaning into what comes easy to us, right? Where we keep each other accountable by doing this. We keep each other accountable by our daily fucking, you know, uh, social club fucking texting that we have. And then it's like, um, if we wanted to jump up here and be like, yeah, we're going to teach you how to get bitches and have a bunch of dudes following you around fucking, you know, sucking you off figuratively and women sucking you off literally. And like, that's an easy thing for people with the personality that we have to, to teach anybody. I could yeah. teach you how to fucking be the biggest piece of shit, but in your mind thinking you're the baddest pimp, fucking the most fire dude walking the, the face of the earth, like fucking Mike the situation and shit. But it's like, what value is that really? And, and you know what I mean? Do you want to be the, especially for, for dudes, you could ride that out a lot longer, but do you want to be the dude that's at like, you know, your kid's wedding and you're 55, but you're single or you're there with your 20 year old girlfriend. Like, yeah, that seems cool and whatever, but do you really think that dude is happy? You really think he put in the work on, on himself and shit like that. And I fucking hate, like Hunter said, the people who started off on third base, but swear to God, they hit a triple that get up here and they talk about fucking, you know, do this and do that. And nah, dude, like, nah, you have to like, you know, work on yourself and, and Buddhism and shit. No, like, fuck all that. That shit's true. But they're just like monetizing off of it. Like, really, if you're going to work on yourself, move in the fucking trap house with Trey, fucking live on an air mattress. Don't go out and try to fuck with bitches and do stupid shit and go to the club and do things that are easy. Fucking keep your ass inside. Look at your fucking surroundings. Invite Gimpy to come stay with you for a couple months and fucking, yo, work on shit. Work when you get out of work. You hate your fucking job? Get out and fucking work on cars. Do whatever fuck you got to do. Hit the gym. It's like, really fucking we could play this fucking back and forth bullshit, but it's like, come on, man. Like, you know, it's just, you have to be real with yourself before anything. 100%. Like <clears throat> a good piece of advice. Like I was saying, like just going, like even do simple as like going to the gym in the morning, bro. Like my advice to people is like, dude, start your day with some shit that fucking sucks. Like Ooh. what's the shittiest thing you could do in your day? Like, dude, for me, for example, like working out. Cause I know how I'm going to kill myself in the gym and push myself, whatever. That's mm -hmm. the hardest thing I'm going to have to do in a day. So I'm like, fuck it. The hardest thing I'm going to have to do in the day is wake up at 5 a.m. and right. then go to the gym and fucking lift heavy-ass weights at 5.30 in the morning while I'm still wiping my fucking eyes off, right? Because then after that, nothing, the rest of that day, nothing, the rest of that day is going to suck that much. And people at work, I don't give a fuck what they're talking about because, like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, I already got my workout in this morning. Like, anything else you say to me, I really don't care. Right. It's like, like that's you know just how, simple, like self fucking care. We're talking about, bro. And and I think fucking um, you know how I always like I, I'm I like bring the plane to land. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. so I I think that this is the perfect opportunity to start reeling it in, right? And 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 land this motherfucker. With with this being said, that New Year New Me shit can bite my balls. It's not fucking real, right? But what you can do from this point forward, everyone that's listening, I have a fucking challenge for everyone that's listening. Set your alarm in the morning, right? I'm not saying get up and go to the fucking gym, like fucking, you know, deadlift fucking 900 pounds. I'm not saying do none of that. I'm not saying get up and jog, go fucking get a gym membership. This is what you do. Starting tomorrow morning. Actually, back up. Starting tonight for tomorrow morning. Set your alarm tonight for tomorrow morning. Set it. Don't fucking hit snooze. Don't change it to a later time. Pick a time at night when you're still full of all piss and vinegar and you're fucking, you know, you're, you're still rocking through your day when you're feeling at your height. Set your alarm for the next day. Don't hit snooze. That alarm goes off. 
get up. Right. And I got that advice from John Scully when he was in, um, when we had, we had John, the Iceman Scully on the podcast a while back. He told me when he always used to hit snooze, do all that shit. When he went with fucking Sugar Ray and lived with him to go and train, that that was something that was a non-negotiable. When the fucking alarm went off, you fucking put your feet on the ground. You, you, that's it. Whether you have to set the alarm across your fucking room, whatever, alarm goes off, get up. Day starts. And if you start off like that, he said there's no fucking champion that hits the snooze button. And, and that doesn't have to be a boxing champion. It could be whatever the fuck. You could be a fucking accountant. You could work at Walmart. It doesn't matter. When your alarm, set your alarm when you're at your peak throughout the day. Because, you know, as you get home and you're tired, like, oh, you know, I know I got to get up at 6.30, but if I set it for 6.48, I should be able to just sneak it out. No, no, no. Set that bitch for 6, like you said you're going to do at fucking 2 in the afternoon. And that's it. That bitch goes off. You get the fuck up. And you get into that being a routine, it gets less and less difficult every single day. And then it's just part of your shit. Alarm goes off, you get the fuck up, get, the, get, get fucking grinded. So I think that that's, that's a good fucking thing to, to land this motherfucker. What do you think? You know, I'm going to be honest. In the beginning of this podcast, this is not the route I thought this was going to go. But no, no it, it was good, man. I, there's just so many more freaking write-ins and shit we got to so touch on. No, and that's fine, man. That's why fucking it's whatever, dude. We fucking uh, we'll coordinate because obviously the the difficulty is we're in different time zones. I'm a fucking late night guy. Hunter's an early morning guy, and that's just because of that's how our lives are set up. You know what I mean? I got I got kids and shit. Hunter's got fucking you know himself and fucking the kids that he works with at the school, and it's like we he has to be up early. I gotta be up late because unfortunately, I don't know if anyone else has three fucking boys. You know. You really can't do a lot when you're constantly repairing broken fucking toys or talking about shit or your your son's coming and showing you every single play of every single game that's ever been on ever, every 32 seconds while you're trying to cook and shit like that. You just can't get shit done. So it's like we have different – but we, we're going to make it work no matter what. Like this is us holding ourselves accountable and setting our fucking alarm clock to, uh, to keep these podcasts coming in because I know that's been – since the creation of the social club, it's been an issue. But it's like, hey – Fuck it. New year, new us. It is what it is. That's it, man. Well, fucking, nah, I'm glad we did this. I know we have a ton of fucking submissions, but maybe this is uh, the silver lining is is that uh, we keep those submissions for fucking, um, you know, either to, to bank one or either to fucking talk about with guests. You know what I mean? Bang out a whole Q&A episode. That would be fire. <laughs> shit. All right. All right, bro. Well, fucking, yeah. Asalaamu Alaikum and all that shit. Uh, fight the power. All right. Stay black. <laughs> Peace.